Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Hi, I Think You're Nice, the podcast where I speak to a nice person about nice things for about an hour. My name is Sarah Hanshar. I am your host, and today I'll be speaking with Dre Anderson, a.k.a. Doc Hydrate the Philosoraptor. Yes, we're going to talk about hip-hop. It's an amazing conversation, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. It's especially special to me because it took place before the quarantine, so this conversation actually happened with Dre and me in the same room at the same time together. So as I was editing that, I was smiling to myself because I thought, oh, wow, it was such a great time, wasn't it, when we could all be in the same room together Wasn't that great? Hey, things are tough right now. This is not an easy time. We all know that, but we are all in it together. So I hope you're all staying strong. I hope you're all staying a little bit sane and we will get through this, okay? We absolutely will get through this. All of my love to you. Let's focus on the good things. Like, hey, do you know what's good? Super helpful and lovely and kind and supportive and amazing and something that's super simple that you can do to help me out? I bet you know what it is. I bet you know, because you're smart and you're amazing. Yes, it's if you could please rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast. Please share it on whatever social media you like. Go and rate and review it. You can rate and review on iTunes. You can head on over to Facebook uh, under recommendations. You can recommend this podcast. There are millions of ways, and by millions, I probably like seven ways that you can support this podcast, help me out for zero dollars. I love that. So if you have the time and the the desire to help me out, uh, please go ahead and do that. Rate, review, subscribe, and share, please. Also, if you just want to hang out and have a nice time, visit me on Facebook, I Think You're Nice, Instagram, I Think You're Nice, Twitter, I Think You're Nice, and most importantly, TikTok, I Think You're Nice. So head on over and have some fun. Most of the things I post are silly and interesting, and they go along with each episode, so you might learn a little bit more as you go. If you want to reach out to me directly, you sure can. Just email me at sarah at ithinkyournice.com or head on over to ithinkyournice.com, and there's a contact section there. You can get in touch with me that way. Okay? Okay. Hey, let's jump in. Let's have fun. Let's learn about hip-hop with my friend Dre. Sound good? It sure does. Let's do it. Hi, I think you're nice. Why, hi, I think you're nice. Let's have a seat and let's have a nice time. I think you're nice. So let's chat, so let's chat, so let's chat. I think you're nice, so let's chat. Hi, everybody. My name is Sarah Hanshar. I am your host of Hi, I Think You're Nice, a podcast where I talk to a nice person about nice things for about an hour. And I'm here with Dre Anderson today, and we're going to talk about hip-hop. Hi, Dre. What up? (laughs) And when I asked Dre, uh, what name would you like me to call you? He's like, oh, by the way, I have... What were they? Your other names? Oh, yeah, no. Uh, if you ever want to see me doing the rap things in the life or the performing names, uh, Doc Hydrate the Velociraptor. Nice. The Velociraptor. I mean, yeah. I mean, I studied philosophy in college. Oh, really? I'm a rapper. I'm an actor. I'm a Velociraptor. It's perfect. My name's Dre, and I really believe you should always 
you know, hydrate. And when people say hydrate, just it works so well already. Minus will just work it. Wow, there's so, a lot. What is in the meaning of a name? Uh, what is it. a name? What a name is a name? name? What even? What even is it? Uh, <laughs> so, we're talking about hip hop. I know nothing about hip hop. So this is so pretend I'm me, a person who doesn't know anything about hip hop. What would you? How? What is hip hop? How would you man, explain it to you me? Come, you coming out here like Socrates? I know that I know not. <laughs> That's how I know you are wise. And I will never try to profess as if I'm the one that actually knows all there is to know of hip hop, but oh, I can sure. give you at least my take. But uh, I do want to ask you a couple of questions before of I answer your question. Yeah. That'll help me get to the base of it. What do you think hip hop is? Okay. Yeah. I believe it is a style of performance, um, mm-hmm. a, a genre of music, and... Mm-hmm. There is definitely a cultural community aspect of it as well. Yeah, and and that's a big part of it. Hip-hop is uh, definitely the culture, and then there's different sects of that that come out within it. I mean, shoot, you talk to, the, you talk to certain people, they'll tell you hip-hop is a religion. I know when I turn to hip-hop, it is definitely a therapeutic place for me. It's an opportunity for me to express all of the things that I've had to go through, the traumas, mm-hmm. the insecurities, the the hopes, the dreams, the recollections of really what's happening around me right now in my city and my country on this planet. Like, where are we? It's a great way to express that. And if people don't remember nothing else, at least they'll be able to hear some of what the times are and what those have to offer. And it gives me that therapeutic release. When I host these open mic nights at Cafe Red, it's like, People are like, this doesn't feel like an open mic. I was like, nah, yo, you just walked into a therapy session. Tell me everything that's going wrong in your life. Tell me the the triumphs that you've overcome. Let me know all of the moves that you've made. Yeah. Air them out. You can write them in a poem. You can freestyle them during the cipher. It doesn't matter. Just an opportunity to express all the things that are going on and then release. So you don't have to hold on to that anymore. And know you got people around you that are willing to help and aid in those melodies so when you're asking me what hip-hop is it feels more like it's community to me as well okay there's uh the i don't know if you're familiar with the five pillars of hip-hop i am really not so yeah <laughs> all right Let me so know. um actually i think you're more aware of the pillars than you currently think you are like most people are um yeah if you think of hip-hop music what's something you think of I th- uh, well, I think what, of oh God, see, what, I know nothing. But like, what helps build in? Yeah, of course you do. Um, what, what are the things that you hear? I hear beats. And who makes I the hear, beats? Um, what DJ? Bow. That's pillar number one. Really? Yeah, holding it down. <laughs> Literally, the first thing you hear is the music. Who brought that to you? The DJ. He's like, I'm giving you something. The first pillar. He's holding. He's holding it up. He, awesome. she, they, them, they're they holding have, it they up. got it. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So, I so, so the DJs, the DJs playing the beats. You hear those going on in the background. Then what happens? Uh, then Is it just beats got... all day? Just nothing but beats? No, there's also musicality. 
So what music. Do you, what do you mean by the musicality? I melody. Mean, I mean, you have the beats with the melody. We we would tri- okay. tribute that. Okay. that, that, that that's, so that's the that's music you're did. hearing. Yeah, that's the DJ holding okay. it down. <laughs> then words. Oh yeah, and who's doing the words? The artist. Yeah, woo! It's another word. I, th- I think the you might rapper? even know. Yeah, yes. In, in some cases, it is. Okay. But uh, <laughs> the singer. Uh, so the performer. Close. I'll give it to you. The person. The MC. <laughs> the MC. I knew you knew it. I knew you were there. Okay. Master ceremonies in some walks of life. Okay. MC holds it down. That's the person that's going to be able to paint the picture, give you the story, wrap you up in what it is, whether it's the times, an experience, a dream, whatever the course is, this MC felt the need to tell you something today. And if you can listen to that message, it'll come in strong. I can't guarantee that for every MC, but that, <laughs> that is the dream. That is the dream. All right. So you see the MC... They are they're wrapping it up as you're saying. They're spitting hot fire like Dylon from Chappelle skits. What's happening there? The DJ's playing the music. You look around the room. What are people doing? Picking they, their ears? No, they're dancing, right? Hands it's up. Dancing. And what's yeah. what's a good symbol of dance? If you think about like the hip hop culture, what's some what, what what came out of that that, that <laughs> dance element? Who does the dancing? <laughs> I don't know the people, the crowd, the community. Uh, I was just, I was just saying. There's some kind of, couple of key words. Those are all good words, and those are people that are involved in the moves. <laughs> but there's a certain pillar that arrived out of this, and that was the b boy. The b boy. Yeah. Have you ever seen break dancing? I have. Well, there it is. The b boy, b girl. Those are the ones doing the break dancing. That is a very, that is a strictly hip hop oriented dance move and Ooh. entire scenery that came from this culture of hip-hop and it holds up one of the biggest pillars is the dance the people that are showcasing that the b-boys and b-girls of the world i wouldn't have that's i'm learning so much already it's okay you've already known so much you knew that people had to dance you're so nice you just didn't know the name <laughs> Like this, like the man. You've already gotten three pillars of these down. You know, people have to listen to the music and the beats. You're, you're recognizing there's words that are involved with this. You see, it makes people dance for whatever reason. They they move to it. Yes. All right. Have you ever seen any physical depictions of hip hop? Maybe if you're like driving around your city streets. Physical depictions. Yeah. Have you, you ever seen like things that might embody that hip hop life? There's there's another pillar, and you can tell when hip hop's in that area, and it's a become a symbol of like the urban cities, even in a lot of ways. Like street art. Yeah, and and bow. There you go. I didn't even need to give you any words (laughs) than that. You were ready with it. Fourth pillar is graffiti, and that's holding it it down. Yeah, straight up graffiti. You'll see it in your towns. You see it in your cities. That spray paint that came that came straight out of the '80s. Same times that the hip hop was made in the '70s. There's like some times when it was made and when it evolved and just jump started. Then you get the gold school in the '90s, and there's just a lot of hip hop in the world. But uh, yeah, <laughs> spray cans have been a part of that since the beginning, and that's always been a beautiful thing. When you get your graffiti team out there, that really mm. recognizes you have to have that in modern days as well as with your artists, your painters, whatever you need. And you already said the fifth pillar. I didn't. I, I alluded to it. I said that was ah. a good one, but but now I'm going to say that is actually the fifth pillar. It's and that community? Is, exactly. You're with it. The people, the okay. knowledge, the crowd, parts of the hip-hop. Those are the five pillars. That's what really holds it up. That's the most important part. I can sit in my living room and rap to myself all day. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean shit. Yeah. You can record it. 
I'm a podcast and only listen to it and not share it with anybody. That doesn't mean anything. I can talk about only my living room and the video games and anime that I'm playing and watching. That only goes so far. It's not until you start sharing that with the people of your community. So you start witnessing what they're going through and the tr- struggles and how they're overcoming adversities and what these adversities are and where did they stem from and understanding and not just understanding, but highlighting and educating people to these systemic issues that are putting people still to this day in adverse situations and giving a new platform for people to hear that and find ways that they can do something about that. But if you're not invested in the community, then you're taking from it. Mm. And we have a lot of people who are taking from it and that's what it is. If you're not investing in the community, you're taking from it. That's a good, that's good. If you're not giving back, then all you are is is taking. Huh. Well, who knew all this? You did. <laughs> <laughs> so have you always been a hip-hop person? Was it always something in your life, or was it something you kind of grew into? Um, I don't know. If you would have asked me as a kid, I would have been like, nah, I don't really care about music. If it wasn't video games, comic uh-huh. books, or anime, I was just kind of like, all right, I guess. I did all the sports and stuff, got into theater and you know, choir as a kid. It was in like church choir with my grandparents and stuff. That's nice. Did the school choir as a it's like growing up until like middle school where I did band and all that other stuff. Like I there was music in the life, but I yeah. didn't really like think anything of it. Mm-hmm. It was in um until I was sixteen I'd even try attempted to rap. I was like, nah, that's not for me. I couldn't do the thing. People were like, no, you can try to do this thing. And I was like, all right like really like a metamorphosis when I started coming more into mine it was to the styles of tea pain I'm gonna buy you a drink a lot of fun <laughs> remember the times like it was yesterday oh yeah oh yeah it's so is that song still like a touchstone for you that uh, can kind of like take you back in time oh uh, man to the degrees it was like the first time I'd gotten away from like my whole like school who I'd been my whole life mm-hmm. my mom's and the stuff and like Went to a thing called Business Week at Gonzaga University. So, you know, really, really fun stuff we were doing. That we were <laughs> making businesses. It was, it was actually so much fun. Was it really? Yeah, like, I was always a reserved kind of kid. And, like, I'm an only child to a single mom, so I kept uh-huh. a lot of time to myself. Okay. So, like, this was a chance to, like, go out. A lot of people, like, didn't know me. And I was like, whoa, I guess maybe I didn't either. I'm, I'm capable of things I didn't even know I was. They were like, yeah, you can do it. Let's do it. And then they were, like, starting the snaps with yeah. the thing. <laughs> And then slowed it down. And then like, yeah, they're like, snap your fingers. Do you stay You can. And then he, after you got the rhythm in your head, and then you just start going on with the raps. And I did it for the first time. And I was just like, yeah, it felt right. That's awesome. like, good job. So I was like, man, I didn't know. I was like, this freestyling is kind of fun. It was like a stream of consciousness I got to tap into. And now, like, as I'm an adult looking further back, it wasn't anything new. My mom's was listening to R and B in the car. My pops was listening to gangster rap, and I was absorbing all of that sitting in the back or the front seat because my feet could touch the ground, <laughs> <laughs> depending on who I was riding with. And I just yeah. recognized that a lot of people didn't grow up with that. They didn't grow up with the soul music that led into hip hop. Mm. They didn't listen to funk that came before that because they didn't know. They didn't know like the history or the roots of that. Where yeah. like. If there wasn't disco, there wouldn't be rap. Yeah. <laughs> it emerged from those break beats that people really started to dance to. Super oh, cool. Yeah, there's some really 
There's some good history in hip hop. I wish I could give it all to you. Tell you all about DJ Cool Herc and how he developed the merry-go-round that gave us the beats that we're hearing and why we have repetitive beats because he would take two, just the album, mark it with the crown, bring it back to that part because that's where the beat section was. Oh, really? And then we would have the beats coming from like a regular disco track. It's like a track where everything else was disco, but all of a sudden, like there was this drum breakdown, and everybody starts moving to it for like a minute, and just like grooving, and then he rewinds it back down to that minute, and then that's kind of like where it started. They were like, "Whoa, this is great!" And people started adapting that better, using one side and the other. They're like, "Oh, if we get two of these, then we can get an infinite loop going." And then, like, man, the realm of the DJs broke off in an amazing way, and it all started in like New York. Like uh, who was that uh, DJ? Who DJ Cool Herc? He's like one of the godfathers of hip hop. I don't know, one of the Sweet. founding fathers. He put it down. There's like different sections of New York. There are other people that could explain it better to you. Watch the Get Down sometimes. It's a great <laughs> movie. I don't know. I mean, it's a well, great show on Netflix. Don't feel like you have to be like the super expert. The whole the joy of this podcast is just talking to friends yeah. about stuff they're super passionate about. And honey, you are so <laughs> freaking knowledgeable about this. Oh, You're like, I wish I could tell you about this thing. And then you just told me all about I mean, that. But, there's, but even in that, there's so much that I haven't told you. There's so much that like, I don't even know about the actual urgence. It's just like finding the areas that I, that I am and being like, yo, I'm happy to show that with you. Let's gain some knowledge together. Yeah. Let's see what it is. Yeah, it's, I mean, I do also teach a class on this with Tiffany at UP, so like... You sure do. Literally trying to show people what these five pillars are and how we can embody them in an improv spe- perspective, but uh, it's also nice to just talk about it from the from the sake and the art of the hip-hop, which is all one and the same. All from, all from the heart and full of love. Yeah, man. We got people out here trying to do a documentary where we're trying to find out like what the basis of hip-hop really is. So, um, um, my friend Percy, uh, I think he goes by like P4 Multimedia on the IGs and stuff. He's like a great guy. And that's been his question. He's like, I want to know the roots of hip hop. So he asked me if I would be his MC and embark on this adventure with him. So we're going around and we interviewed like DJ Ready Ron, who was in New York at the time of like hip hop oh, being born. So like nice. he's a DJ that's been doing it since been doing it. And, like, really got to see what it was like as it evolved and developed. And I'm just like, man, I got a lot of respect. Uh, we got plans to talk with, like, uh, 206 Zulu and really see what the MC's perspective is from there. See what, what it's been like through the ages, the the decades. Get um want to talk to some of the cats that, like, know where we could talk to some elders in the b-boy communities. Like, you know, I know Massive Monkeys are out here. And I'm like, yo, I want to know who taught y'all. I want to know where your trainers came from. <laughs> who you know? Who are they? Uh, Massive Monkeys, they were like in America's Best Dance Crew back in like 2008, 2009. There was like a show that was on with all these B-boys and B-girls like with their dance troops. I don't know if you heard of the Jabberwockies or anything like that. There's like a whole bunch of groups that came out of that. Uh But uh, Massive Monkeys are Seattle's like B-boy, B-girl crew. That's awesome. I don't know. So (laughs) B-person? Don't know. And that's again, that's breakdancing yeah. in particular. So yeah, yeah, it's a sect. Um, matter of fact, Ron Hippie's son takes their classes. That's how he knows how to breakdance. That's right. Yeah. I've seen that kid spinning like nothing. Yeah. He's so. He's well. How old is he? He's a kiddo. Yeah. So man. he really is a, a b boy. Like, yeah. Like learning. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. Trying to train the next generations for doing the thing, and I respect them for that. That's just I want to know who trained you to do that. Who told you to look out for the future and build the legacies? Like, where's that coming from? Like, I already got so many interview questions ready, so that's going to be yeah. kind of the goal. 
uh, embark with me on the adventure as I go and figure out more of that question you asked, what is hip-hop? Yeah. Because I mean it when I say I don't know, but I'm sure. making it my mission so I can find out. Well, I think, I think what I, I hope people draw from this conversation is that hip-hop is not just rapping music. Like no, it's that, not, that's definitely a part of hip hop. It's absolutely a part of it, but there is there is more to it than. Oh man, we didn't even talk about the cult, the 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 fashion. Let's talk about fashion. I mean, I, yeah, we haven't. We have oodles of time. Man, I mean, it's half I mean, as much time as you have. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> chilling. It's all good. I appreciate you making the time, carving it out. I, um, yeah, I mean, if you look at modern fashion and anything like that, it's a lot of it stems from the hip hop, and you can tell hip hop fashion when you see it. And you can just see what that is and be like, oh, yeah, that's hip-hop right there. Or at least I can. I can see that. And uh, you can see how certain things have changed throughout the decades and the stuff. Again, I'm not the best to know about it. We haven't talked about it for a reason, but there are ways that you can showcase and portray it. And there are a couple of people, like, out in the city, like, you know, designers that are still doing that hip-hop. Like, in the 80s, it was Dookie Chains. Those big chains that came out? Yeah. That's straight hip-hop. That's, okay. That's why those were a thing. In the 2000s, people were rocking grills. Like, man, so hip-hop oh, came from gravy, Houston. Oh, gravy, I remember the grills. Man, there was just, like, different parts of things that popped off from... I still rock till this day, FUBU jeans, Adidas, things like that, man. It's just, like, always been part of the communities for the reasons I couldn't even tell you. I mean, they had whole songs about Air Force Ones and... <laughs> uh white tees all of the things i don't know if you ever seen remember the long tee movement from the early 2000s I where do. everybody's wearing so many long tees it's like just so many things came from hip-hop where like, that's a hip-hop thing there's just a lot of them where they came out with different things cool. i couldn't even name them all and probably couldn't give you more things that are current but i could call someone i see them you know, <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah there's just so many layers to it that it's like it's hard to just call it music because there's hip-hop that's involved with, you don't know, really need music for that. It's hard to call it, like, I don't know, MTV, like, made money off of straight up, like, the rap music videos. I mean, music videos were a thing in general, but then, man, it's just the bigger way and the way that they were shot and what they portrayed. It's, it's interesting. And then there's the commercial versus the underground, which is always... That's a tough for any genre. That's or or any community for that matter. There's like the, the the boots on the ground, the people doing the thing, and then there's the what it looks like on TV or what we we see on Billboard top fifty or whatever top forty, top fifty top whatever number of songs. Um, so yeah, and I take it you is it your goal to like take it to a mainstream or do you like being the boots on the ground in the, um, like on the heartbeat of the culture about it? Man, if you're going to ask me about my dream, that's something. <laughs> How much time do we have? No. <laughs> we have um, as much time as you like. I, um, I take my dream really seriously and I recognize that it comes in parts and it overwhelms me at times, but mm. I'm going to like, Share the thing. I want to utilize hip-hop, the pillars of hip-hop, the foundational teachings of that. Utilize my background. I got a master's in urban environmental education. I know how to teach things to people. I know that we can utilize these pillars of hip-hop as a forms to express and release. Everybody's going through things in their life, but if you can't express them, you're going to hold on to them, and they're going to corrupt you in ways that are profound. 
if you find a way to express that, showcase it to people, you can release that to them and let that be, let that exist. And I want to be able to offer that kind of freedom to anybody who's willing to learn. And it's not like if you want to take it to try to go make money off of it and get rich in the ways of the hot, like live your life and do your thing. But that's not what I teach. And I'm not teaching it for that reason. If you want to learn how to express yourself through a new means, a new avenue, like, man, I'll teach you for five years old. I'll teach you for 84 years old. I don't care as long as this is something you want to do for yourself. That's that's the goal. Something you want to do with the people around you. That's the goal. If you want to establish some in your community, it's the goal. So. My plan is to essentially make the booklet, get a, a different person from each pillar to represent one of those practices and okay. teach on it. What would you recommend? How do you do that? And I want to make a place in Seattle that people can go to, a, a community center. We'll start off wherever we can. Sure, Get yeah. people that would want to come through to these things regularly. They can learn different parts of hip-hop from a different person. Every week a different professor comes in and teaches you something, or you can take the regular professor classes of that week of the hip hop talk. They'll give you the thing. If you're low at risk, you're in the city and you can't afford these classes, they're free, whatever. Come through, learn, build. Yeah. You you make X amount of dollars and you came up here for a job that's paying you well to live in a high rise, you're going to pay. Yes, please pay. According to what it is that you're bringing in. And that's really what it is. It's pay what you can. We're not talking equality. This is equity. And that's what our community needs. Mm. So we build that way. We build by going to businesses and showing them how we can introduce this to your office to build synergy, to build better cohesion so that you can have more art in your place to make your employees feel more like they're welcomed here and like this is a safe space. We can do workshops for you, yeah. Microsoft, and we're going to charge you Microsoft counts for that. <laughs> or we're going to go for you, Little Mom Pa Nonprofit, and we're going to charge you Little Mom Pa Nonprofits. Again, equity is the key. We want to help people build and grow in the ways that they see fit and That'd be the dream to start reinvesting in the community here. Then the goal would be to generate this in every city that I visit to take a group that's willing to hold it down here, hold down the fort mm -hmm. while we go out to the rest of the country, like rest of the world, wherever a city is that wants us to come through, yeah. we will go to a community center. We'll find a place in your area that works well. We'll put out the ads. We'll find artists in your community that can hold up these pillars. We'll be like, here, these are what we've taught. Add to it. Look through it. Add yours. What is you? Like, give us your stank. Because I'm not going to give you the Midwest stank. I'm going to give you the Pacific Northwest stank. <laughs> and that's a good stank, but it can only get you so far. Yeah. So, like, embrace yours from wherever you are. And that'll be the key. Build that right there in their community. Help them do that. And we'll do a show in your city. We'll generate funds from that show to help you build one right here in your location and use the funds from that to help us continue to build in other places. So there's community centers people can go to where they can learn how to record. They can learn how to get invested in music in the ways at their own level. Mm -hmm. And after we've touched enough places, my goal would be to come back and when hopefully by that time the prices of a city block isn't completely out of the ordinary. Like, But I would want to have enough funds that we can buy an entire block. And each corner of that block gets dedicated to a pillar of hip-hop. And in the center, that's the community space where we have the performance spaces. Where now people can come to, to open during the week as like a it's like a juice shop. People can come through, order some different kind of like like healthy foods. Like reinvest <laughs> in the community. There's performance space that's there. You yeah. can hang out there, play some board games with your friends, whatever it is. 
a hangout spot that we also do the performances at that you can come through again, pay what you can kind of scale and have each pillar at the top of them be lofts for people in that pillar. So it's like, we have our graffiti side, all this, everybody in there's doing different kind of paintings and stuff like that. And they're coming together to build the murals. And that's like what they do we can work together independently. That's up to you. But each of those recording studio for the musician side, for the beat makers and the DJs, yeah. and they're all insulated. So you can't hear the sounds because yeah. it's going to be beating hard. <laughs> get the MCs together, get the writers together, have different things, get the multimedia approach. I think the key for all of this is to be able to get it filmed and have a mobile film unit so we can showcase what we do. Mm -hmm. This isn't a secret. I'm not trying to hide it from you. If you want to learn it from me, I'm happy to teach it to you Yeah. <laughs> at your level. But uh, if you want to go and try to do it yourself, please do. I'd love to come through and see what you did. And uh, that's kind of the dream, to be able to support enough people to live, to live, to live. To live. <laughs> like, Shaley, like off of the art that you like to do to give you something that's fair and reasonable yeah, and something that we can take across. So, you know, looking for people that know more in business than I do so I can really get the ground started and have the detailed plans. But all I can do is show my handwritten uh, business model and try to see where that goes. <laughs> well, you start, you're starting from a beautiful place in that you're seeing a need and you're seeing an outlet that is absolutely a calling for some people you know what i mean like like you said you don't want people to hold on to it's a therapeutic thing so like that's a beautiful sentiment in itself and then having this goal to make a self-sustaining art machine essentially like that's the dream an artist should be able to this is me on uh, my very small soapbox but an artist should be able to live period an artist should be able to live if you're regardless of what kind of artist you are if you are dedicated to your craft, you work hard for your craft, you are, um, you know, you are excelling at your craft and you're sharing your craft, then it shouldn't, it shouldn't be so hard. Like, um, I imagine it, you have a, a, we both have jobs, but we're also artists. So we gig to gig, we job to job, we pick up where we can, we do what we can. And so to have this idea of having like a specific community set up in such a way that it supports each other and it continues to move forward while enriching everything it comes in contact to. It's really beautiful. And I, I, I love your dream. I think that's a great dream. Not that you need me to think your dream is great, but it's great. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, I don't take the time to share it with many people, but it's like, yeah, I got something I'm working towards. So all of these $15 theater checks, they're adding up. They're helping me to get to the place. Oh, Every yeah? time I get to teach a class with Unexpected, that's me getting more of the knowledge and experience. Oh, this is a good skill to use. Oh, this can help build that. Like, man, it's all getting categorized. I'm understanding how I can put these pockets in. Yeah. And it's all with the goal. It's all moving to the next step. So I'll take my lumps now. Yeah. And I'll keep taking them along the moves, but I feel like I'll find the right people that want to embark on this journey, too, and we can make it happen. Yeah. So, I mean, all you can, I always end up saying this, but all you can do is what you can do, and mm -hmm. you're doing it, and you're uh, making good. I mean, you guys are doing Hip Hopra is coming back, yep. which is really exciting. First time since 2017 has it no. been back. Yeah, it hasn't been on the main stage since before that. Really? I've never performed Hip Hopra on the main stage. I've taught hip hop on the main stage, but I've never like. Really but you've never it. performed it on the main stage. Uh, for listeners who are not in the Seattle area, um, hip hop is a hip hop 
opera essentially it's like a yeah. like you would exper- experience an opera only it's in the style of hip-hop and um it's at unexpected productions which is an improv theater which is where dre and i know each other hey. which i never mentioned at the top of the show we both played tiny tim in a, a christmas, christmas carol, carol. <laughs> so yes. um, thank you for showing me the way oh of course it was uh, my tiniest tim hat to you <laughs> In my tiny Tim hat to you. <laughs> um, yeah, so tell me tell me about hip hopra. Like what is um how how it what is it? <laughs> See that's something I can tell you about. Okay. I can tell you about the hip hopra. Uh well first off it was founded by Tiffany. Hit Swanson. She goes by Hit these days. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I, I absolutely love the idea. Um, I I rapped one time at duos, and I guess people were there and seeing that, and they were like, oh, my God, you need to talk to Tiffany. And she's like, oh, I do this thing, and, like, explain it to me. I was like, oh, this is incredible. I'd love to be a part of it. Um, hip-hopera is the most dramatic, like, just so dramatic improv, like, you're going to see tragedy happen. It's like going to be in the truest form of what the Greeks would call a, a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be people dying. There's going to be sadness. There's going to be love, love triangles. Just like whatever situation we arise to, we're going to find ways to make it worse. And in most of the scenes you see, you're going to get some really dope, improvised verses we're gonna get beatboxers on stage that are spitting some beats we have live musicians um keying it up we got alex on the keys you got alex and alex can do like literally anything in any genre we got a we got a looper now Uh, and our new beatboxer ian's gonna be oh man we got a we got a good squad that's coming through to do the thing we're uh, connecting with some people from Comedy Sports who put on the Boom Bap. We've invited them through to teach them a different format and to okay. learn from them and their skills and how they're doing their setup. So there's some pockets that we can do. There's some places to practice and to share and to unite, which is like what hip hop does. Because the Venn diagrams of improvisers in this city are one. The Venn diagrams of hip hop artists in the city are another. And the ones where they collide were people like hip hop and Improv and can do both proficiently is such a niche that I'm just blessed. We've we had over 43 people come out to audition Amazing. for the move. And like we're all such good, strong candidates that it was like, man, we were only going to take eight, but we ended up taking like 13 people. Oh, dang. Yeah. We like this is the biggest cast we've ever had <laughs> like, okay. for like any other thing. So That's we're going to have a lot of good. Well, I mean, Fridays and Saturdays, we're going to keep running it through and switching them out. So it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah it's just going to be real dramatic. It's going to make you laugh, but it's not like we're going for the laughs. It's just, mm-hmm. man, we're living believably imagined circumstances. And yeah. it really is what the audience gives us. Uh, we have a few calls that we ask for, like a three-word title. Okay. We ask them for, um, give me um, an occupation. Okay. And sometimes we might even ask for a guilty pleasure. <gasps> Ooh. Those are great jump-off points. Man, we'll take those three in the next... 60 to 90 minutes to sit back enjoy and be ready to laugh like people will ask us so you made that song up before right 
So you guys had already <laughs> rehearsed this. I was like, no, our rehearsals are just a lot of freestyles and jams and really connecting with the moment and where we are right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, you gave us a suggestion. I'm not, I'm not walking around saying drop that booty. Like, that was you. <laughs> you gave me that three-word title. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's so, uh, just speaking as a, a musical improviser singing-wise, that's a constant qu- or comment that we get. It's just like, oh, you know, did you practice this? Have you known this? Or blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, no, no. Once you know the the recipe, like, you can do it again on stage with the parameters that are now given to you. Yeah. So um, I will say for rap and freestyling, because it is at such a pace, that is absolutely terrifying to me, is that it's so quick. My mouth and my brain aren't fast enough to greet each other. And it's a for it's a muscle. Like, yeah, like any of them, you can do it. Anybody listening right now and aren't listening can still do this. Okay, English is your second, third, or fifth language. You can still do this, and it starts with you getting some practice. All you have to do is tap into the stream of conscious thought. Now I'm, I'm learning that there are some people who don't actually like think words in their head they think like mm. objects and shapes or other things and, and I'm feelings saying, and such yeah, th- like that that might be that might be a little bit harder to navigate through this but uh, it's for the people that can just like spend five minutes you put your pen to the paper and you just start writing you do a five minute free write you let whatever's in your head come out on page you don't second guess it you don't think twice if you messed up the spelling you keep going if it's not the words you wanted oh well it's the words you have keep going don't take your pen off of the page use every second of those five minutes and just do that every day and all of a sudden you'll start to recognize there is a stream of conscious thought that i can tap into and continue to run with like flow with it the flow if you will the flow <laughs> and uh, eventually some people will be able to recognize that you don't need the pen or the paper anymore to tap into that stream you can just speak what's coming through your mind you can speak on what you see what you feel what mm-hmm. you hear and and once you start tapping into that you start really tapping into how this is therapy you're not thinking of the most eloquent verses the most intricate lines the most troubling paradoxes for the people no you're thinking of ways that you can release something that is inside of you and you can do that for improv too even if you're acting as a character you can still pull from something that's very real inside of you mm-hmm. we're not playing just characters every person you see on there is at least in part some part of us mm-hmm. you'll be able to see that now it comes to it's some part of you it's like the human condition and we bring that up we try to have as much fun as possible but also try to live in those moments love harder than we ever loved in real life right yeah. there on those stages <laughs> when you lose someone lose hard or really feel what that means and what it does for you your family your dreams and then you rap about that Mm. You expand on that through raps. Like, we'll give you a good story and we'll progress with it, but then we'll tell you how we're really feeling and go into that history. And it's really a, a nice little project to do. Every so often, the musician will just start playing a beat, and then we're like, well, sounds like a rap. <laughs> and we just start <laughs> rapping about where we are, what the feelings are, how mm-hmm. going back, giving some more backstory on it. And then, you, then you're all caught up, and we run back in it. And here we are. Mm-hmm. It's... For for hip hop, is the whole thing uh, 
sung and um and rapped or is it also speaking in between yeah it's, then, it's just like an opera would be like okay. i've never heard an opera where they sing everything well they have like there's like the restative part where they're like chitter chatter but then they go from from song to song okay. yeah and there are songs there will be songs and there will be el- like intros and outros like any good hip-hop track would have Uh, You're going to see hooks, bridges, all all the things that, you know, make up the good music. But yeah, there will be full-on improvised scenes. And the raps help to accentuate the points of the scene Mm -hmm. rather than push you forward into story. You don't have to listen to every single word that every person is saying and track that. Because I get it. Sometimes when it comes to rapping, it sounds like they're rapping fast, but perhaps you're listening slow. That's That's an excellent point. So give them the opportunity to know you're not going to miss too much of this story if you can't catch up with all the words, but I hope you can still get the feelings that they're expressing. That's why we expand in our raps. And then we progress the story at a pace that anybody gets. We're watching the story, so it builds. It adds. Nice. So the components of a song, um, you mentioned hooks. So that's going to be, is that like the melodic part? Oh, yeah. Where... So, so so hooks are going to be the thing that people will remember when they walk away from the show. Okay. The basic way that you would start off like a hip-hop song, I'll go for like the extended version. Okay. An extended version, you would have an intro. This is the part where the artist is, you know, getting people invested in the song. Uh, I could give you song examples, but it's like, yeah, 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 you know what it is. We're about to get you into the place, the time. It could be rapped. It could be just spoken. doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. And then you might get a hook that comes in, and that's the thing that you're going to remember. It's something that's repeated, maybe, like, um, I'm trying to think of any hip-hop songs you might know that I could just, like, throw <laughs> you, into the mix. You can say whatever ones you think matter. of that don't worry about me, because yeah. I, like I said, It's cool. I'll, woe, just, I'll just make them up. It's way more fun, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just like Jordans and sunglasses, Jordans and sunglasses. Every time it's shining, I need Jordans and sunglasses. Perfect. People hear that, they're like, oh, so that's the hook. So and then, now you have an idea of what the song's going to be about. You know, you had an intro, dude's like, yeah, nothing better than the sunny days when I walk out on the streets and put on my shades. When the sun hits my fade and I know my J's are clean, there ain't nothing that I can't do. Jordans and sunglasses, Jordans and sunglasses, all I need on sunny days is Jordans and sunglasses, whatever it is, right? <laughs> and then you hit a verse, and then it would be, so it'd be eight bars of the hook. Like, it'd be one, two, three, four, two, three. I don't mm-hmm. say music, but some people need that. Sure. They need to find the one. Yeah. And then on the one, after your eighth ver- after the eighth bar there, I mean, verse there, it would go into 16 verses. So Oh, dang. So, so you're doubling it up after. Yeah, so the verse, this is where a person would go in for 16 bars. They would be like. Yeah, I'm on the streets with my Jordan shades. Everybody best believe I'm always getting paid. Doesn't even matter what I do. What do I say? The people in my community trying to be free. See them in the trailer parks trying to get home. People don't understand what's my zone. Trying to go through and I relax a pace. They don't see that I cry under shades. Jordan's sunglasses. Jordan's in the shades. Like whatever it is. Yeah. You got to remember all the things. And you come back in with the hook after the 16 bars would go through. And then you maybe get another hook, another person's perspective on that, or it could be the same person, whatever. Then after you get another hook in there, you might hit it with the bridge. And that's something that's, it could be spoken, it could be sang, it could even be rapped. It just has to be different, Mm -hmm. like a different kind of flow, something that brings you in. Sometimes you might hear a really soulful, like, I got my J's and my (laughs) shades. (laughs) Like they're going in for like eight eight bars on something like that. 
and then you'll bring it back with the hook again. Join the sunglasses. And then uh, you might have uh, the same person that did the intro come back out for that show. But, and yeah, now you just know what it is. Yeah, the J's and the shades make me look cool, but also hurts my feelings too. <laughs> I gotta go, guys. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> so. That was really a beautiful storytelling moment. <laughs> that was awesome. There you go. So there it is. So that's that's. There you go, listeners. That was a treat for you. A completely improvised... Yeah, partial. A partially <laughs> improvised... <laughs> yeah, it's definitely improvised, but I wouldn't say it's a complete song. It's uh, oh, okay. a little fun for you. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, honestly, to turn that into, like, a quote-unquote, like, proper song, like, you've more or less got it. There it is. All right, guys, yeah. if you want the next hit single, Jordan's and Sunglasses... You can make it yourselves. I've been on my own since I was 16. I'm, oh, wow. Uh, I'm an only child to a single mom. Mm-hmm. I've been self-sufficient since I was 10. She worked in the casino, so she was, like, gone from, like, noon to midnight. Oh, my God. So I would, like, wake up, catch the bus for school, do the whole school thing, thing, come home, do the chores, do my homework. Mom, can I go outside and play with my friends? Or can my, more accurately, can my friends come over and play video games? Mm-hmm. She's like, no, boy, it's sunny. Go outside. Okay, I'm going outside. <laughs> Matt, can I come over? <laughs> <laughs> on the phone, like calling her at the job, like, now can Shane come over? Like, <laughs> all right, you guys like can Shane. hang out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, Let's right upstairs. His mom's gone for a while. Like, like, like yeah, you can come over. It's fine. Like, yes, yeah. we can play video games together. So it's like, like the whole thing. So, um, but we were a team. I held it down at the house. The house was always clean. We did the things, and she held it down so we had money to do the things. Every uh, Friday, she would pick me up from school early. Like, mm-hmm. I'd get left there, like, oh, it's Friday. I know what that means. That's awesome. Dre's going early. I would go. We would. She would go and take me to get a haircut. And uh-huh. then I would, we would go see a movie. And she'd be like, what movie do you want to see? And I'd always say, like, whatever movie that a kid would love to see. And she'd be like, oh, okay. We're going to go see this one. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see where your mind was in. <laughs> just in case maybe you were into the same movie as me. Uh, no, so it'd feel there. like your choice. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember doing the things. We'd hang out. Those were her days off, so she'd sleep in, scoop me, and then we'd just go off and, like, do whatever in the moves. So, like, that's what it was. I always grew up a little bit quicker, so, like, I didn't understand kids around me, even at a younger age. Like, I didn't get it. I grew up playing dominoes and spades uh-huh. around the table with my mom and her friends. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just out there playing. Like, I've been playing games since before I can remember what people's names were. I was slapping dominoes down. Fifteen! Like, with my little hands, like... Just like jamming and like that's what it was i always got along with an older crowd because i got that like i'd be invited to friends sleepovers and kids are like outside and like the evening playing tag running around and i'm sitting at the table with them i'm so kathy tell me more of why you decided to study political science in college <laughs> <laughs> sipping coffee with them like, you're 10 right <laughs> 10 and three quarters like. yeah Nearly 11, which is basically a teenager, which was almost 20. So Why are we having really? this conversation? Like, <laughs> We're talking about you and your po- political <laughs> studies. Oh, and it was the thing. <laughs> so, like, I didn't see adults as, like, people that you had to, like, listen to every word they said. I'm like, no, you're just a person trying to figure it out like any of them. Uh, when I turned 16, after I came back from business week and really, like, uh-huh. came into the sneak dude, I remember, like, feeling like, oh, my God, like, more confidence in these abilities. We started a business that like kind of worked, but I made friends along the way and it was yeah. cool. And it was just like, it didn't, like, it wasn't for anything. It was great. I just remember like walking into the door from that after flying back from Gonzaga and seeing oxygen tanks by the 
door. I was just like, what? I like walked in the house and I was like, what I'm greeted with? My grandma's back in town. She left to North Carolina a few months ago. I was like, grandma, what are you doing back? They're like, well, your one, one of your mom's lungs collapsed and we're going to take her to the hospital. There's been like some fluid in her lungs. So they're just going to go and take a drain to get it drained. It's something that's happened before. Uh, she was battling breast cancer, which she ended up beating, but it came back and infected her lungs in the ways that cancer does that I can't explain because I'm not a doctor. And I didn't know that, like, that day come back, she was going off to the hospital. And then I wouldn't see her the next day. Like, I went down to the hospital to see her, and then the next day she passed away. So it was just like, bow, bow, bow. It was like, came out, like, broke out of this, like, cocoon, like, metamorphed into this, like, dre that you now uh-huh. see. And then it was just like, cool, now you're ready to face this next task. And kind of hit me really hard like I didn't know where to go I knew I had to go to school so like that's what my motivation was was like I'm gonna go to school and I'm gonna do the thing I'm gonna do it for me because I know how so like I got the job started making the moves I had to do my own thing so since 16 I've been living on my own yeah told you my mom worked at a casino yeah the owner of that casino met him when I was 10 he was like your mom helped me out of a tough time um I'm gonna make sure that I help you get through college something he said to me when I was 10 years old I'm 16. I'm like, hey, I really need a place. I was like, can I like pay to live at your place or something? He's like, yeah, no problem. I have a loft. You can stay there. The whole thing every month. I paid him rent. It was like three hundred dollars. Like gave him rent money. Did the thing. And you're 16. Yeah, 16. You're 16. Making the moves. Like working this to. I I think I even quit one of the jobs now because I was making quite a like I had a thousand dollars coming in at 16. So I was like, cool. I have money. I can still keep this job. Still do AP classes. Run for vice president. Like ASB president like do the things enjoy school life play football on the team do theater stuff do those things and still had a place to come home to so i did the graduation life when i graduated i remember chris being like hey uh like here's a here's a card and the card was like dude i'm a multimillionaire. i never needed any of your money here's all the money that you paid me for into there i just knew you wouldn't spend it wisely and i didn't well, you were a kid. You were six. <laughs> I did a 25-year-old doesn't spend wisely. There's no way a 16-year-old. Yes, I did not. And, yeah, he gave me some things to, like, go off to college with. And, like, he didn't pay for my way through college either. I got scholarships. Sure. I did the Achiever Scholarship. I did the AIM Scholarships. I got different programs. Worked my ass off to get into them. Went to the meetings, the re-meetings. Went to the things with, like, 100 different kids. And we had to play different games and puzzles with the group just to see how we work in group cohesion. So oh. I had to, like, showcase leadership abilities to get even be in place for the scholarship. And after you get it, you could still lose it unless you, like, kept up with your meetings with your mentor and kept the grades up. Like, there was, like, a whole lot of checks and balances that I did for those next two years. But... I wouldn't have been, I don't even know, like, where I would have been had situations or circumstances been changed. But it's like, those were the paths that I took to get to the spot. Jeez. Like, keep going. You do and have done all of the things. That was a lot. A lot more to do. There, yes. When you, and you can do it. I mean, my God. Dre, I had no idea. I had no idea. Go around just telling everybody my life story. They want to come over to my couch and kick it. Like, yeah, you're welcome to receive. Well, thank you. I mean, with your permission, can I keep? Yeah, that's who I am. If you guys want me to get it, I recant it to you in the freestyle. That's how I do. I told you guys, I've gone through the therapy. I understand the times. I've taken the approaches. Like, there's a lot of stuff was holding on. Like, that was 12 years ago. That was 2007, July 19th. I'll still remember the day like it's never passed because I know where it is. People yeah. are like, why aren't you leaving Seattle? You could go to L.A. and probably do well. And I was like, yeah, but my mom's still up here, and there's some things I want to do for my community. I can't leave them yet. Every little bit 
echoes and helps and it matters. And I think what you were trying to do and what your dream is, I can see, I can see that 16 year old kid saying, I need a place. I need a place to be and to thrive and to feel safe and to come into my own. And that's what you're, you're serving him. You're serving that kid and kids like you. And I think that's really beautiful and takes a lot of strength. Mm. So you're a peach. You're so sweet. <laughs> I'm Thank gonna, you. I'm gonna cry because I know when she lose her mom at sixteen. So if you have a mama, tell her you love her right now. Yes. Give her a hug if you can. Do it. Do the things. Do the things. Because you don't have forever. You don't have forever. You don't. Um, we have we have meandered far off topic. Yeah, How we do on trends into therapy. And Her- that is the whole point. Yeah. We're out here able to face the things. If I didn't have the outlet that I have, I wouldn't be able to discuss this in a manner with you that can help us learn and grow as yeah. friends, but to also help the people that have taken stakes in your podcast glean something maybe that can help them in their lives as well that they can take five minutes and dedicate it towards any craft, any pillar. It doesn't have to be free writing. And you can start seeing improvements in your life. Spend five minutes a day and dance. Find that one song that makes you dance and dance to that song every day. And then find another <laughs> one. It doesn't matter. At least one. Spend five minutes on whatever the craft is that you love. Or you don't know that you love it yet. Give it a chance. Spend five minutes with each pillar and see how it is. Go out there and paint for a little bit and see how yeah. you feel after that. Like, Find what that is. Dedicate a little time and process some of these things man let some of these traumas go because it's not easy and if i hold on to it i'm not going to be a better person because of it but if i share it maybe i might do some good yeah i hosted the art battle yesterday at the home show and then last week i hosted the art battle at their normal space eden seattle i don't know what the art battle is oh man it's like four artists Four to six artists set up on easels in a circle Uh and then the audience can watch as they start building pieces they paint for 20 minutes, strict 20 minute timer. And at the end of that, <gasps> brushes up and everybody has to like step away from their painting uh-huh. and that's what they have. And anybody that's there can vote on who they think is the best from that round. And you can bid on any of the art that you see throughout any of the rounds to take it home with you. The goal is to get all that art out tonight. Like yeah. you can see the artists make that connection and have them make, take more time to make a something that you enjoy. Like you can make those connections right there. Uh, top two from that round go into the finals. Second round happens. Top two from that round go to the finals. And in the third round, they battle it out. They just started out the new season, and it's been pretty dope. If they want me to host some more of them, I'm like, I'll come through. Yes. Do the thing. I love... Ugh, art is so good, you guys. It is so good. Like, And being able to watch an artist create something... It's incredible. It's incredible. And then you have it. You saw brush to canvas. You saw paint happen and, and you've seen it from six to 12 different artists like yeah you've seen so many different people their process how they prime a canvas that wasn't a word i knew before i started hosting uh-huh. art but i was like oh <laughs> what are you doing you're painting your canvas white it's already white like yeah but we're putting paint on it all of the things <laughs> all of the things thanks i'm glad we could finally meet up me too. Even our topics changed from video games to movies they to hip hop. They sure did. Which that I can was still talk about hip hop and video <laughs> games and movies and anime. We can come back whenever you want me. I'm down. Yeah. Is there anything that you want the good people to know in 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 parting with your with hip hop? Oh regarding? yeah. Regarding. Yeah. Take some time. Not all 
aspects of hip hop is going to be for any one person, but there is something in there for you. Don't ever discount something because you think it's different. Try to take the times and understand the precepts, where it came from, understand the roots, and then you might be able to see how that tree formed and why the fruit from it tastes so good. Beautiful. Um, now, typically, I leave with a really beautiful musical arm farts. Nice. That's how I sign off my episodes. Hold I like on. it. I lost, I lost my Let arm. Let me see if you can hit those notes. <laughs> but I went to, I'm, gonna, I'm inviting you to join me with making musical arm farts. Hmm. Or I can lay down a beat, and would you like to sing? Oh, yeah, give me an arm fart beat. Let's <laughs> let me, do it for the let people. me see what that yeah, will be like. Go, go ahead and roll your sleeve. <laughs> okay. We can make anything happen. Okay. This is out of my comfort zone, and I'm very excited for it. Let's okay. do it. Here we go. Hey. Hey. So we chilling off. I guess we signing off. People really want to understand what it is the cost. Got the beast banging in the background, knowing what it do. And anybody want to go and meet the crew? Just glad I had a chance to kick back on the couch with some anime playing in my games in background. All I really needed is a little bit of time with my girl Sarah right here farting on the rhymes. <laughs> yeah. That was Seymour. amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, Dre. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Signing off. I appreciate off. you. Peace.